Welcome to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. Today, I'll be interviewing Travail Lynch. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you'll receive alerts when new episodes are available each week on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So I know that one of the most powerful things I believe that we can uh, begin to understand is ourself and where we are, mm-hmm. like emotionally, uh, being in tune with ourselves. And I know we've uh, talked uh, a little bit briefly, but self-awareness is so critical um, for our for being healthy internally and just our overall well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what what are some of your uh, thoughts on self-awareness yeah i I believe self-awareness is is critical to um to not only your personal goals and achievements but to your personal um and really which is the ultimate goal and the ultimate achievement which is which is your personal uh peace your internal well-being i believe that um because we tend to not be very self-aware, then, you know, we, we set ourselves up and we allow ourselves for years, even lifetimes uh, to live beneath our privilege, live beneath our, uh, you know, possibilities, live beneath our potential because, um, because we don't understand how we work. Right. It's like, uh, I like to use the analogy of, you know, like an engine, right? I'm a person who uh, I've got a wife, I've got four kids, but I am not the typical or the uh, yeah, handyman, as you might say, right? I'm not the father or the husband that goes out and, you know, works uh, on the car and knows a lot about mechanics, right? And so um, there's there's a lot going on within that engine. And I'm the guy who just jumps in the car and expects it to go, but I don't have any knowledge of the inner workings of that engine. And um, I look at my life sometimes like that. It's, it's, we're not aware. We don't understand what makes us go. We just expect things to go. And then when we get into the, uh, let's call it the front seat of life or in the driver's side of, 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 our, of our lives, we, you know, we go to turn that key or push that ignition and the car doesn't go, our life doesn't go. And we're wondering, man, why am I stuck? Why am I still here? I wanna be 10 miles down the road, but I'm still stuck in the driveway. And when the car doesn't start up automatically like we desire it to do, and we don't get to where we wanna go, our destinations in life, self-awareness is not understanding the inner workings of that engine. Something's, Something's happening within that engine uh, that's not firing correctly. That's not, that's, uh, the, the fuel, so to speak, isn't getting to the proper, you know, areas and, uh, you have no idea how that thing works. And so you're not moving forward. And, uh, you know, much like me, because I don't understand how it works, I'll take it to the mechanic. And now I am left to trust. I'm left to hope that this mechanic is going to look out for my best interests. I'm going to hope 
that this mechanic is going to uh, give me a fair price. Right. And so many times uh, we treat our lives like that. We just hope and wish that we're going to get a fair deal. And when we don't, we blame other people. We get upset with ourselves. We judge ourselves. And the truth is uh, there is resources. There is information out there that we can tap into to better understand how that engine works in the same way we can tap into information that helps us to understand how we work. Um, so that's kind of the long-winded answer of, of kind of the way I look at self-awareness. I really like that analogy as fair and easy to understand as well, because mm-hmm. sometimes, well, a lot of times, if we <laughs> even, if we are certain sex, if we are male or female or gender, mm-hmm. I should say, um, men may think through social norms that we are mm. supposed to be able to fix the car, mm-hmm. to understand how that works. But it's, it's the self-awareness that lets me know my limitations. So mm. it will be foolish of me. This is what happened to me one time. <laughs> so I'm not mechanically inclined, so it really resonated with me. <laughs> and I have friends and family members who are. And Mm -hmm. they can like literally fix anything. It's natural to them. But to (laughs) me, it's not natural. So one day when I was in undergrad, uh, a clutch fan, I had to change it. And that's the the spinning fan in front of the engine. Right. So Mm. it has like five bolts and five screws or whatever goes on. And my friend, he I, I was on the phone with a good friend of mine. He was like, you know, you can change that yourself. You don't need to, like, take it to a car. <laughs> and I was like, no, man, I don't believe I could. He said, nah, it's like just five bolts and you just tightened up. So I, mm. you know, I did it. Mm-hmm. And upon doing it, I wanted to do it really well. So I screwed it on really tight. And one of the <laughs> bolts broke, mm. you know. So in my understanding, I was like, well, four is just as good as five. So mm-hmm. I went down, to, I went uh, I took a trip to visit family and it was like two hours away. So I went to a gas station and I cranked the car up and I drove a little bit and I heard some grinding sound. And I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. So I stopped and opened the engine at the hood and the fan had come completely off. Wow. Because wow. I didn't understand how it worked. And I, and what happens is there's a shame involved in it when you don't uh, uh, mm-hmm. understand something and you believe people believe that you should know how to do it. And Correct. the same with our lives, like you were saying, the mm. same thing. You don't know the inner workings of it. You're limited into the inner workings of it. So you must seek someone who knows and have mm-hmm. to trust that they know in mm-hmm. order to be able to um help yourself and be more effective in your life. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's definitely a shame uh aspect in it to, um for some people uh who would not reach out even though they know they may be drowning in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this quote in the Bible talks about the fool folds his hand and eat of his own flesh. Mm. You know, so being foolish wow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not um, a lifetime thing if I make a different choice. I can be mm-hmm. foolish one moment and I can be wise the next with the right choice. Right, right. Yep, yep, that's right. 
<laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah. So self-awareness is, is so uh, critical. Um, it just helps us out so much. And um, I, I believe we are always being led by this inner force. Some people mm-hmm. may call it, you know, different things, but there's something within us that's constantly pointing us in the right direction. And, yes. if, and if we trust and believe in that, because it's never wrong, that inner uh, wooing, that inner directive has never been wrong in my life. Now, I've uh, been aware of it and show something different, mm-hmm. but it has always been right yeah. every single yeah. time. You know, so being able to trust ourselves and have that inner awareness. So um, people who you help uh, to understand this uh, self-awareness, how do they get what are some ways they uh, have gotten stuck? Some things you've observed about it. Yeah, the biggest thing about self-awareness or the, the biggest challenge to it is believing that you are what you believe you are. And what I mean by that is, is by the time you start to entertain the idea of becoming aware of oneself, once you start to develop a value for uh, self-discovery, for the authentic self, it's usually, you know, somewhere in your mid-20s, possibly even late-30s, And the biggest challenge is, is that you've, through your formative years, through the elementary years, middle school, high school, in those years when your mind was a sponge and you were soaking up information, when you were in most cases, not all, but in most cases, in those formative years, you've um, experienced, you know, drama, trauma. Um, That's when you were uh, most critical about yourself because you're in the discovery phase. And so, you know, maybe you came up like me, you know, you were bullied when you were smaller or uh, they made fun of you or they talked about you or maybe your upbringing wasn't the best, right? Um, um, Again, like myself, you know, um, you know, having a negative idea of my, of my parents and, and things such as that. And so you form this idea of yourself and you lock that in that becomes your narrative, that becomes your storyline, that becomes, you know, like you're reading a book, has chapters after chapter, or you're watching a movie, it goes from scene to scene. The same thing goes on within our minds. We have this narrative playing, this storyline. And so our mind is hardwired to stay in that rut or to stay in that storyline, right? We're like a character. And our mind is hardwired. Hey, we're going to we, we're going to preserve that self. We're going to preserve that idea of self. And the biggest challenge is allowing yourself permission or giving yourself permission to evolve from that. It is the letting go. It is the shedding, folding of what you what you have, you know, conjured up what you've committed yourself to, the idea of yourself that you've committed yourself to. This is who I am. This is how life works because of who I am. These are the friends I have. These these are the types of jobs I have. These are the places I go. These these are the things I do because of who I am. You are so entrenched in that uh, false reality 
that or or not even a false reality that that really is your your reality right and so you're so entrenched in that it is so difficult to entertain or to consider that you could let go that you could let go because now you're stepping into the unknown you're now stepping into the uh newness you're now stepping into a realm or into a space um, or phase of life that you're not very familiar with so most people would rather continue to suffer continue to struggle, continue to go through, continue to have issues, because that's what's known. At least you know it. At least it's predictable, right? Rather than venture off into the unknown, which is, you know, going into self-discovery and 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 really discovering uh, how you work and, and really what's true about you. So um, it's just a letting go of the old self. That's the hardest part. Yeah, that, it's like no matter what, if you don't, if a person doesn't change that paradigm, no matter what environment they may find themselves in, mm-hmm. they will recreate the same thing mm-hmm. that's that negative self-talk within them in that new environment. So they could feel that, oh, maybe if I, you know, uh, if I move from, you know, Texas to mm-hmm. uh, North Dakota, that's mm-hmm. going to, this new environment is going to change everything. Mm-hmm. But the environment is within us. Yes. That's what creates the outside, it sounds like, what you're saying. Exactly. No, that's, 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 that's exactly what I'm saying. I, I, I think I've heard it put, you know, the outer reality or the outer world is nothing more than a reflection of the one that's within, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I... I, you know, one of the people that I subscribe to is um, uh, this the gentleman named Michael Beckwith, and I don't know, Ooh, if, yeah. you know, and and one of my favorite quotes about Michael is that we are all on one Earth, but we all live in our own world. There's infinite worlds, but only one Earth. And when he really broke that down, that my world is very different from your world, and our and our world is very different than the next person's world because our world, our framework, right? Our inner mind, our, our inner being that we get to make up, um, that we, we, we are all shaped differently, um, because of our experiences and the things that we've been exposed to. So there's one earth. We're all, we all share the same earth, but we're all in our own individual world. Um, so yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. We, what we experience on the out, is is a reflection of 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 what we're experiencing uh on the end you know as i said yeah thank you can thank you can't either way you're right uh, <laughs> yes fourth, there fourth. you go <laughs> yeah yeah and we have to develop that confidence because mm. uh when you know a person is struggling with negative self uh talk and they know that they're not getting out of life what they really want to get out of life Mm-hmm. And being in that state for so long, it really weighs on a person and it cripples their self-confidence, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's literally pumping themselves with lies, yeah. you know, yeah. but it becomes the truth. You, I remember this Michael McDonald song, uh, The Enemy Within, and, mm-hmm. and some of the lyrics says, who knows your secret deep inside? Who got your trust in exchange for lies? then threw mm-hmm. it all away. And he said, it ain't no lie good enough to hide the truth from yourself. Wow. The enemy within. Mm-hmm. So 
that these this self-talk could be an enemy to us mm-hmm. or it could be a friend to us and catapult us into the arena that we really want to be in. But mm-hmm. it goes to if I don't understand something, I must seek out someone who has greater understanding than myself. And that will be able that will help me get to the place I want to get. Like mm-hmm. we all are exchanging something. We're constantly exchanging something. We're exchanging mm-hmm. thoughts, ideas, words. But when my car is out of gas, I don't make <laughs> gas. I just exchange <laughs> cash uh, for it and go right. to the station they call the gas station and mm-hmm. get refueled. So we don't need to know everything, mm-hmm. but we need to understand where we lack and then say, okay, this person is further along in the journey than I am. Travel, he's mm. been through some things and he's further along in the journey. So if he is 10 years ahead of me in this journey of life, how can I exchange something mm-hmm. so I can gain this information and he can literally with this information and me implementing it because somebody could tell you what to do and tell you truths all day long but until i act and implement it in my life it doesn't profit me anything so travail gives me this information and then i take it 10 years of experience i got in literally hours or a moment Mm -hmm. and it could just really just change my entire life Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure you have seen some stuff have transpired through your life. You helping people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've 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 seen. Uh, you know, one of the big ones is is you know just within the realm or within the context of relationships. Um, you know, a lot of I mentor several men, and you know, men will come to you, and you know, they'll 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 have that framework. And they'll be in that in that in that state of pain uh, because of what they believe that their spouse has done. Um, and, you know, in some cases, you know, maybe she did do something. Maybe maybe she was at fault. Um, but what but what I see happening, you know, more times than not, is that we we play the blame game from a perspective of you made me do this or you're making me feel this way or because you did this, or because you're doing this, then I must react, or I must behave this way. We give ourselves very few choices, very few options. And I think that that goes back to self-awareness as well. When, when, when you're not aware of what you have, when you're not aware um, of the options that you have and the choices that you can make, then you feel very limited and, and you feel like your back is against the wall because, oh, well, she did this, uh, the only thing I know to do is to get angry, to lash out, to storm out the house, um, you know. And so uh, within the context of relationships, man, I've been able to help some brothers and, and be able to kind of talk some brothers off the ledge and to help them to see, listen, man, um, yes, she did that or yes, they did that. Uh, but what's what's your part in this, right? What is it that you're not aware of? That that's 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 happening within you, that you can better manage the suffering, the pain, the the uh, you know torment. Um, there are still things that you just got to go through, and you have to still deal with it. But not everything do you have to suffer through. Not everything do you have to go through 
with great degrees of anger and frustration. You still got to deal with the issue, but you don't have to, within your own heart and mind, stressed out so bad that you go to the hospital, stressed out that you're on medication, um, stressed out that they, you know, diagnose you with high, high blood pressure or, you know, hypertension. Um, and so I've been able to really help some, some brothers manage that, that inner condition, that, 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 uh, inner, that, that, you know, inner man, um, so that, yeah, you still got to deal with what you got to deal with within your marriage or within your relationship with your girlfriend or whatnot, but, but you don't have to go through it, um, with the additional, uh, physical or psychological pain um, because you just lack awareness of your options um, to better manage those things. Yeah, it really sounds like, it, just like you said, they're thinking it's the person mm -hmm. that, and when you place yourself in that limited state, then you can't change anything. If it's somebody mm. else, the reason for my behavior, then I can't do anything to change right. it. But if I take responsibility of myself, then I can make changes and do certain things to change the interaction. Because no matter what two people, uh, two people, whatever friendship there is, one person changing automatically changes the dynamic of the whole relationship, the whole interaction, mm -hmm. just one shift. But is uh, I th thought of this quote by Ernest Holmes. He said, "Life is a mirror, and will reflect back to the thinker what he thinks into it." <laughs> I love it. Yes, love that. <laughs> so it's whatever. Is, yeah. So whatever is going on inside of me, I am going to create it, no matter what environment I find myself mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's a part of the awareness. Once I become self-aware of this, now what can I do? Yes. Not what can someone else do, but what can I do to begin to change this paradigm shift and begin to shift within me and then create a new world, even though we all in this same place, we have different worlds, as you mm -hmm. say, uh, and we can recreate these different things just by one thought, one shift could change, literally change everything in our lives. Mm -hmm. oh, absolutely. No, I could. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that more, man. Yeah, I, I've seen that play out so, so much. It, it's uh, the victim mentality. Um, you know, look at what they made me do, and and you know, even even recently, I did a, I do a weekly broadcast, and I was sharing um, about the concept of of our triggers. I don't know if you're, excuse me, if you're aware of the you know concept that that we have these internal triggers. Triggers are, are, you know, things that, you know, from the experiences that we've had, um, from the emotions that we felt, uh, we've developed um, things within us that are unresolved, basically unresolved issues, pains, struggles, um, addictions, and we can go, mm -hmm. we can go good for a while, and then something comes along and it sets us off, right? It, 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 it triggers us, so to speak, and so... We, we, we all have those triggers. And um, I, I just did a broadcast and I was sharing how there's that, that, that I, you know, still have a trigger to this day about how men are viewed in our society. For example, how, let's say, you know, we got the Super Bowl coming up this week and, you know, someone's going to win the Super Bowl and 
when the confetti is coming down and they're celebrating, someone's going to run up with a camera and say, hey, you know, you know, you won the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. And someone will will for surely say, thank you, mom. And and it seems like our society, not that mom's a bad person, mom's a great person, but mm-hmm. our society, at least my trigger is we we uh, prep and poke, you know, we push mom up on this pedestal so so much that dad is just just never seems to be thanked all that much. Uh, dad doesn't get the spotlight very much. And so over time, uh, even if a dad is in the home, like myself, right? I'm a father of four, been, been married over 20 years, um, you know, faithful to my wife, faithful to my children. And so I've got this trigger in me that, you know, we don't always treat men with the level of respect and honor that they deserve. And so uh, over this past weekend, something that my daughter had had said or done and and um you know she didn't mean anything about it she didn't mean to hurt me she didn't mean to discourage me she didn't mean no harm in anything it wasn't even about me but i but i got wind of something and it set the trigger off within me and then i associated the meaning i assigned it a meaning i i quickly wrote a storyline in my mind about what that meant and um you know, because I am aware of triggers and I am aware of how the mind works and writes these narratives, I was able to have the TV paused, pull the family together and say, hey, guys, let's 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 have this quick intervention. Here's how I feel. This is what's going on within me. Can you clarify? Can you explain your position on this thing? She did. We discovered it wasn't even about me. I was able to confess, I was able to ask for help, and we were able to move on. But the only reason that we were able to have such a resolution and to maintain peace within the home was because I was aware of how the mind works. So I was able to leverage that knowledge and say, whoa, I'm not about to have an argument with my daughter. We're not about to be upset up in here. We're about to resolve this because we're gonna leverage our knowledge on how the brain works and we're gonna use that to our good. Um, to resolve those issues. Well, that's a great um, real life example, mm-hmm. you know, and the key is that you got the understanding you, you had that talk, but then you had to receive it. Yes. You had, you literally had to receive it and you didn't uh, uh, continue to, you know, attribute to your daughter. Well, maybe she mm-hmm. said that, but she don't really mm-hmm. mean that. She, <laughs> She's conspiring against this eight-year-old or this ten-year-old. Right. <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> right. So, yeah. So, a lot of people have conversations, uh-huh. but they don't get the resolute mm. within themselves and the peace within themselves to a key point that you mentioned. Mm. Move forward. Yes. Yes. You, you have to move forward because otherwise you're just spinning in a circle. Mm-hmm. And if that paradigm if that negative paradigm was still strong within you, you would have still been stuck there, even though you had that conversation. Yeah. But because you had already done the inner work and continue mm. to do the inner work, you were able to say, OK, I recognize this. Now I can step on it mm. and move a little higher. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because in, in our body, all these experiences that we've had throughout our lifetime our bodies still hold on to it. Our bodies is a recording. Mm-hmm. 
and it carries every single memory within us we can access until we learn how to release it. Mm-hmm. We have to have that self-awareness so we say, okay, well, how do I get help to release this out of me? Just like someone who's suffered trauma, and we all have suffered various forms of trauma. So a trauma, someone uh, may think that it needs to be some major physical thing that happens, but it could also be emotional things that happened within us because we interpret the things that happened to us. That's right. Uh, two people could be in the same situation, same experience. One could develop PTSD mm-hmm. and the other would just keep going on with their lives and it doesn't really affect them. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so that self-awareness just, it's just, is so key for us to be able to recognize and move forward. I know um, you talked a little bit, not, you know, a little while ago, moments ago Mm -hmm. about, you know, how you had to overcome and do some self work. Uh, How difficult was it for you to overcome the negative self-talk that was happening within you? Um, Hmm. Yeah, that that was you know that that was something. Speaking of, of self awareness, uh, the negative self talk that that's something that has been resolved to a large degree, and um, continues to be resolved over time. And it was something that that I don't even think I was aware was happening until I had made like a ton of progress. Uh, because when I got with my mindset coach uh, a couple of years ago, I met this individual at my local gym and uh, we hooked up and, and we've been, you know, working with each other ever since. Uh, he he pointed out how well I was doing and how, uh, you know, I'm going to him for, you know, coaching and, and things such as that. But, uh, you know, early on, he was able to identify, hey, you know, you're, you're a little further than most clients. Um, you know, we just got to kind of fine tune a few things. Um, and then even this year he said, uh, you know, okay, we got, we got state down pat, like you're, you're in a good place. Uh, now, now we need to transition to more strategy about executing on the things that we're, that we're working on for the year. And so, uh, because he was able to identify that I had, you know, made such progress, then as I reflect what was the difference, right? The difference for me was my faith in God and the faith in God from the, from the perspective, because there's a lot of people that have faith in God, whether, and, and, and by no means do I want to try to, you know, you know, win you to one side or the other. I'm not, I'm not, you know, whatever you choose to believe in, that's, 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 you know, going to be what you choose to believe in. But um, a lot of people believe in a God or a higher being, uh, a, a creator, uh, but the way that I relate to my creator is from a perspective of um, unconditional acceptance and unconditional appreciation and unconditional approval for my existence. And that's just through me reading scripture, reading Bible, and the things that I've been exposed to and meditated on for years, like 20 plus years, I've really kind of rewritten that storyline for myself and rewritten a narrative that says, no matter what I do, no matter what I've done, 
no matter what I haven't done, no matter what I will never do, I am always in a position and in a state of total acceptance, appreciation, and approval of the one which created me. And so I take that position into every area of my life, into my marriage, into my children, into my health and nutrition, on my job, you know, into my business. I am always appreciated. I am always approved. I am always, uh, um, you know, accepted. And so I live out of that confidence. And uh, I think that's what's conditioned me um, to get over some of that negative self-talk because when the negative self-talk tries to rise up, then the overwhelming content, let's just call it, of what I've read over the years, what I've meditated on, what I've subscribed to, what I've considered, and what I have allowed to be my truth, it just overwhelms that negative talk. Um, and so we all get in a funk, but my funk just doesn't last as long. Yeah, because of your self-awareness, mm -hmm. you're able to recognize it quicker and you're able, you have the tools to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And that's where we all should be striving towards to mm -hmm. get to that place. Even if we aren't at that place now or on the journey, we just need to continue on that journey. Did, did you notice once you begin to accept yourself for who you are right in that very moment, everything about you? When you begin to cultivate that, did you recognize how people began to react to you? Did was there any difference in people react reactions to you? Um, I don't know if it was a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it it's you get a lot of just feedback from people, you know, where they say, you know, you're you're inspiring, you're very motivational. Um, you know, things such as that. And I think that the, that the feedback or the way that people react to me um, comes through. And I was literally just sharing this the other day on, on Facebook. Um, you know, I set my intention before the day even starts, like before I even get out into the day, you know, I'm, I'm an early bird by nature. So by three 30 in the morning, I'm wide awake and I'm already praying, meditating, thinking about the day. And, um, kind of going through my checkpoints mentally and looking to, uh, you know, for today, be the greatest possible contribution I can be uh, to, you know, to our society. Um, how can I contribute good in our society? Yeah. Beginning with my wife, my children, my community, on my job. And so I'm so just kind of like dialed into that intention um, because any, any, anything that you do, on a regular, like we call it training, anything that you train every single day. Cause I, cause I have been training this for 20 something years of putting God first, getting up early morning prayer, learning the truth about myself, um, and then desiring to contribute that truth, uh, to other people. So when I show up, when I'm around other people, they tend to feel that energy. They tend to feel that love, um, because of the intention that I'm starting out my day with. Um, that, that's really all I can really, you know, uh, you know, attribute it to is, um, when I wasn't setting that intention, people didn't respond to me the same way. Um, but over the last couple of years, being that that's my intention before I ever interact with anyone, cause at three 30 in the morning, no one's <laughs> up, no one's up, but you and God, man. 
So I'm already, <laughs> you know, I always tell people, man, get to God before the world gets to you. Because if the world gets to you first, man, you know, they start filling your head with nonsense and you start cutting the news on and you start seeing how bad the world is and you start figuring out all of, all the reasons that you should uh, be upset and depressed. Um, but before all of that comes, I'm going to I'm going to give my mind, give my heart uh, to, to being built up. Yeah. And like you said, the training of that, the, mm -hmm. you've been doing this year after year and day after day. Mm -hmm. And that's a momentum. And it's not as difficult to get into that space because you're constantly going to that space and you create these grooves in your brain that makes it's a pathway. Yes. Just like yes. um, it's like a neural pathway. So I remember as mm -hmm. a kid um, growing up in a rural area, we had, you know, these little stores that were maybe a mile away, half a mile away. So if you walked the actual road, it was longer. But we noticed as kids, you can walk through the woods. Mm. So we began walking through the woods, a shortcut. And over, we noticed over days and weeks and, uh, you know, months and years, it became a dirt road. Mm. And all because well, at first, you know, you had to keep uh, pushing away branches and weeds or whatever when you're walking through. But over time, it just created a groove and a path. And it was just like we made it ourselves. And that's the same way our mm -hmm. minds work. Yes. The constant thinking, the constant theme of those thoughts will give us, it will create those neural pathways and it's easy for us to be in that state, whether it be a negative path mm -hmm. or a positive path. We're actually doing it because we think between, I believe, uh, approximately 50,000 thoughts in a day. Wow. That's a lot of thoughts, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's a lot of thoughts and we want to shape it where it's going in the direction that will be beneficial to us and beneficial to those who are around us because our, our building up of ourselves not only helps us, but it helps everyone who we interact with, mm -hmm. especially our families, friends, and so forth, just as our negative uh, intera uh, interaction with ourselves will affect every person we are involved with and who we interact with. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And you, and I thought of something else when um, I know like people react to not necessarily the outside of us, but they're reacting to the inner part of us. We know, uh, you know, of course, when you see someone, they look a certain way. It may uh, you may look at them for that, but our response is really that internal working. Just like I say when, if there are 10 people who are just standing up in a place or sitting down and uh, the one person who's afraid of the dog, when a dog walks <laughs> in, mm -hmm. that dog finds that person, mm -hmm. automatically find that mm -hmm. person and nobody has opened their mouths, <laughs> but that dog goes to the person who feared them because that internal fear yep. is going on and it attracts and causes a reaction wow. to the dog. Wow. You know? Mm. <laughs> That's so true. I love that analogy. You're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, 
And the only thing we need to learn to do is to change that reaction, that negative interaction that we possibly had with a dog in the past. And that dog will begin acting differently towards us. And the same with human beings, with this life. Mm -hmm. Yes, that thing happened to you. Of course it happened to you. Mm -hmm. You were mistreated. Yes, you were abused. Yes, you were um, not cared for the way you should have been cared for as a child or as an adult in this relationship and all these different things. Yes, it happened to us. Mm -hmm. Now what? Right. (laughs) That's right. Yep. Now what? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Once you get past all of that. That's right. (laughs) That's right. We are validating you. It happened. It's true. It. Yes. Now what? Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, even to that point, um, uh, um, what came to mind as you were speaking um, was uh, another thing that we that we may not be aware of, but but one thing that I am really experiencing um, was was when I discovered, and I'm still a novice. I I, I am not uh, well. What, uh, well learned in this area, but um, the idea that we are energy, and that when we are broken down uh, scientifically to the smallest molecules, that that we're we're really just broken down into pieces of energy, and uh, you know the 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 understanding that when I'm thinking a certain thing and feeling a certain thing, that you know, those who are dialed in, though, matter of fact, let me even take that back. You don't even have to be dialed in. You know, I love giving the analogy of, you know, asking a person, hey, have you ever been around a person? You didn't know them from Adam. You never met them. You don't even know their name. But they walk into the room or into the grocery store. They basically come into your area and you just feel something. Something mm-hmm. shifts within you. Like, man, this this is a creepy guy or man, this, this, this is, I don't know what's going on, but I just feel evil. I just feel, I feel anxious now. Um, but again, this person hasn't done anything. They haven't even opened their mouths, but just by their very presence, you feel like mm, something ain't right. Same is true with people in my life. There are certain people and, you know, I've testified about being in a church and a brother coming in and just by their presence, I felt more at peace. Um, but our energy, right, through our thinking, through the inner workings of our lives, uh, we are transmitting, right, and we are, we are, we are giving off an energy, um, and so going back to your earlier question about how people respond, I think that has another thing, you know, I think that that plays another part into it, that um, over the years, training this intention to such a degree, uh, you know, that when I go into those areas, again, not, not, not trying to boast or think that I'm anything greater than anyone else, right? But it's just this idea that whatever we're training, we're maintaining. And we're, we're training that state, we're training that, that consciousness, we're training that energy, we're maintaining it. So wherever we go, like occurrences keep popping up. I don't know how many times I can tell you on my job, people who are depressed, upset, just yesterday, man, literally just yesterday, you know, woman got on the call with me. She was all distressed, all, all stressed out. I said like a few words to her and she just went on for about five or 10 minutes about how she thanked me and how 
that really made sense. And she was, you know, now at peace. And she's so glad that she had this call. The same same thing just yesterday. I was in the store and this lady, you know, I went in. I asked her, hey, you know, how are you doing? And she said, oh, you know, I'm just hanging on. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hanging in there. And I gave her a simple phrase. I said, hey, just don't let go. If you if you're just hanging on, don't let go. Right. And we just exchanged a few more words and, and she rang up my groceries. But but before I left, she got my attention and she said, hey, thank you. Thank you for making me smile today. I'm smiling now, you know. And so those things just they they inspire me, man, because I'm understanding. Yeah, I'm this little ball of energy and I can I can intentionally take my little ball of energy and just run all around the world and wherever I go, I can positively impact people. Yes. Yes. That's a great um, real life example of that happening because I, I really, um, that resonates because you, you just feel no one has to open their mouths, but the most <laughs> dominant thing within mm. that person mm. we feel because mm-hmm. there are so many different parts to us as human beings, mm-hmm. but whatever is dominant within us wow. is more, we're quick to feel it and sense it. Um, become aware of that different thing. So your most dominant thing, when you walk into whatever environment, Mm -hmm. people could, it's almost like picking from a tree, picking (laughs) fruit from a tree. If they receive it. Mm, That's right. If they receive it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's key. (laughs) Yeah, that's key. If they receive it. You you still got to receive it. Yeah. I can put you in an apple orchard. I can put you in an orchard, man, with a basket. You still got, you still got to pluck it off, man. You still, you still got to take it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, unless they say, "Oh, what are all these branches, all this stuff, leaves, and all yeah. this stuff? The fruit—that's mm. what you want. The very fruit and the essence of that person mm-hmm. would just change, you know, bring you into a different space. It just, uh, but the receiving of it. So that's really good that she was able to receive that yeah. um, part of you mm-hmm. because every environment, but sometimes people may reject it because right. of where they are, the that's state right. they're in. It's yes. not that the person is wrong or is not good, right. but the state they're in, mm-hmm. they can't even receive it at that time. Yeah, yeah, that's key. I'm, yeah, I'm so glad that you pointed that out. Yep, because sometimes, and 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 this may even be true of some of your listeners, and and you know, if you're out there and you're listening, and you know, you're hearing the things that we're talking about today, and you're saying, "Man, I'm I'm going to implement that. I'm going to put that to work in my life." Um, you know, still know that part for the course is some will take it, some won't. You know, even Jesus, man, I'm, you know, I've I've been reflecting this entire week. Um, on the rejection of Jesus, looking up every scripture, how many times was he rejected by his own people, rejected by society, rejected by the people he was trying to help, rejected by the people he did help? How many times was this man rejected? And so I drew strength from that because I said, okay, rejection is part for the course. Now, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to welcome you. Um, so you know, keep an even keel. Don't don't think too highly of yourself, because uh, there's always going to be someone that's going to knock you off the off the pedestal. And then don't think too low of yourself, because there's always going to be always going to be people who are you know looking to you 
to draw inspiration from. So having that even keel uh, is, is, is key. Yes, I agree. I mean, you definitely have to know. And just like you were saying earlier, just that acceptance of yourself, mm-hmm. of who you are and all of the good, all of the bad, whatever, launching from that place. Because you can only launch from where you are. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. And then we can become something, mm-hmm. you know, even better. But just being in that place and understanding that even though you present people with something, mm-hmm. they can say yes or no. Just like, you know, mm-hmm. you have waiters be like, may you would you like an hors d'oeuvre? Right. <laughs> people <say no. laughs> some people say no. Some people yeah. say yes. Right. But it's still an hors d'oeuvre. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, I love that. Oh, my goodness. I got to use that one, man. Oh, my goodness. I'll give you credit for that. I got to go. Yeah, I love that. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. It still still is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You still are what you are. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Yep. Wow. Oh, man. I love that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and we we have to get to a place that, you know, whether somebody accepts you or not, you still who you are and you gain that confidence over time, of course, and just making a decision. Mm. Uh, I am this and I know without a shadow of a doubt that whoever eat from this tree will taste this fruit and be energized and be enlightened Mm. and increase their being by being you know, by receiving this part of me for their journey. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what's the name of your uh, weekly broadcast? Yeah. So I've, I'm, I'm in the works of creating what I'm calling the, I am the possible universe. And that's uh, just a collection of everything that I uh, use as a communication channel. So the overall scope, and this is all in development, um, I have the weekly broadcast on Facebook, uh, Periscope, uh, and YouTube, and that's the I Am The Possible broadcast that that goes live every Saturday, except this Saturday. This Saturday, I have a speaking engagement, so this Saturday, tomorrow, I'll be doing it at uh, 10 a.m., but um, it's the I Am The Possible broadcast, and then I have the I Am The Possible podcast. that's 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 up and running uh, as well right now, and then with my books and and uh, with the training courses that I'm creating and and with the additional you know content that I'm creating, just kind of putting all of those channels of communication under one umbrella. Um, but to answer your question, it's I am the possible broadcast, and I am the possible podcast. Uh, that's the weekly uh, release every 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 Saturday. Oh, for are both of them there, uh, you release a new podcast episode on Saturdays as well. I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So what I do is I, I take the same uh, idea and I parse it out. So for the podcast, it's more of a uh, reflective, more of a in-depth conversation with the listeners. And then the broadcast based on the same idea that's more of a live interactive um, uh, kind of platform to where I can really engage uh, with, with those that are, are tuning in live and, and we can, we can kind of process together this, this idea. So your know, podcast is kind of a one-way channel where they're listening, but on the broadcast, I get to, 
interact with people live and, and kind of get their thoughts and feelings about it. Okay. And the name of your website is I am the possible. Yes. I am the possible.com. Yep. You can get to everything from there. Great. One stop, one stop shop. Great. That sounds wonderful. You know, you're helping a lot of people and enriching people, but, uh, because of who you are and uh, mm-hmm. coming to this place where you are and continually evolving, uh, which is a beautiful thing. So mm-hmm. I, 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 you've just added so much value to this broadcast today. And I know that the people who hear it will be enlightened. Their self-awareness, there will be more, you know, inclined to do some work with their self-awareness and just being mm-hmm. uh, enriched from all the information mm-hmm. that you gave. So uh, what would you, what valuable piece of information would you like to leave our audience with today? What's your one to grow on? <laughs> yes, all right. Um, so this is a quote that I recently wrote out uh, that came to heart maybe two days ago, kind of woke me up out of my sleep. And so I, I felt that I should share this one. It's, it's the more you discover what you already have, the more you can develop what you've always wanted. Mm-hmm. The more you discover what you already have, the more you can develop what you've always wanted. Thank you for listening to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. This podcast has been sponsored by Abundant Sports and True Serum. Head over to www.mauriceflornary.com to receive more motivation and insight to help create your new mind.